0: <sighs> all right, I'm I'm back. It's yeah. All right, got the microphone it's positioned properly, or at least mostly. Uh, I've got Audacity running. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what am I missing? Uh, co-hosts. Co-hosts. Um, Okay, get my get my myself back here. All right, I shall summon some co-hosts. Uh, hey everyone, uh, this is Mike Perna. This is the Game Store Profits Podcast, the podcast where we talk about games and faith and how these things come together brilliantly. Over here is my friend Jeff Romo. Jeff Romo, how are you doing? I have emerged from the summoning circle. Hello, Mike Perna. Well As I I have summoned <laughs> thee, and therefore you have come. This is
1: this is a strange happenstance. Seeing you on this recording line, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, looking at each other through Zoom with uh, longing eyes. It's been a long time, dude. It's been a really long time.
0: It really has. And now, wait a minute. Give me a moment. I, have, I must bring forth. Ready?
2: Two. Three. Hey,
0: Daniel. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm good. Ah. <laughs> how you guys?
0: <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I feel I feel a disturbance. Uh, wait, there was there's wait. me. There's there's Jeff. There's Daniel. Yeah. Where's, what, where's... I there? I feel like there's something. There's there's some something else here.
1: Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm here. Wait, wait. Why do
3: you why do you all look so casual? This this is the celebration episode, isn't it? I thought we
2: were renting tuxes.
1: You
3: I
2: I'm the new guy here. Hey, that's man. That's not
1: that's not in budget, man. Listen,
2: listen.
0: I'm wearing a shirt today. And that's all we can really <laughs> ask for.
3: Okay, I I I'm new here. I mean, I think I've met you once. <laughs>
0: ladies and gentlemen mr tr knight who is you know i i know through the the wonders of radio you have no idea what tr is looking like right now but tr has definitely dressed for the occasion because this is episode 200 of the game store profits podcast let that soak in
2: that's eight years guys
0: I'd say that I have been welcoming you to this podcast for eight years, but not only have I been taking basically a year-long sabbatical from this podcast, for a large portion of the early, you know, years, Luke introduced us, so I can't even claim that. (laughs) But yeah, it's been eight years of running this podcast, and that is downright insane to me. Yeah, that's a lofty number. There's not a lot of shows that last
1: that long. No, not at all.
0: Yeah, I, when you when you think about it, it's funny. I was listening to a bunch of different podcasts today because at work, that's generally what I end up doing. And so many of them are like, "Yeah, we've been doing this for four years," and I'm like, "Huh? I, how did we do this? How did we pull this off for eight years?"
2: Through the grace of God and Bill Gates
0: and pinch hitters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly.
3: Yes, I am your substitute, Mike Perna.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and part of that, the, the thing that I love about being able to have added, you know, all of you guys at different points is because of the fact that when Luke or I couldn't do it back in the day when we started, we just didn't have an episode. Like we just couldn't do it or we had to pull a turn and burn because if one of us couldn't make it. What were we going to (laughs) do?
1: And everybody remembers that famous episode, the washing machine episode, where we got to listen. Well, you get the idea.
0: (laughs) There are some episodes that I did solo that probably we would have been better off just hearing white noise for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey,
1: we don't got to do that. We've got a huge team now. We've got... The opportunity to you know take a week off or or a year off, as it were, and it's it works well. I think there's there's a lot of grace in this group, and I think that's what's kept it going for a long time. You know, the grace of God and the the grace of friendship. It's been it's been a wonderful ride,
3: and I feel honored. I mean, I'm the the late cunner, the Johnny Come Lately, and yet I feel I was welcomed in both by the fellow co-host and the fans. It's just such an honor to be on a podcast that's been around this long, that talks about such frivolous and such serious things during the same episode. In the same
0: episode. That's how we roll.
3: (laughs) And I love it. And so I do feel honored. 200 episodes, and I got to be here for that. And so that's a big honor. At
2: least we didn't uh, name you intern. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll still... We already had one of those. Yeah, I'll stick to being substitute
3: Mike
1: Perna. That's okay. <laughs> Keep dressing like that. I don't know.
0: And I would gladly <laughs> take you as a substitute Mike Perna because in one episode when I wasn't around, Daniel decided to draw my face on his on his uh on his <laughs> microphone.
2: Well, I will I will tell you this. The mic Mike- mic has been laid to rest. Good. It's Downstairs in the basement where I was recording at, I'm back up into my paint area now. And I have actually upgraded my setup now. I felt bad because TR was just like, I'm going all out. So I was like, no, I'm going all out. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the
1: cheap one on the totem pole here because I still got my old snowball. And I'm using a blanket right now as a sound dampener. Uh, something that I learned along the way is uh, quite helpful
0: when you have hardwood floors. <laughs> All I know is that I will forever miss that that little pop filter with my glasses and goatee, you know, staring joyfully back at me.
2: Well, it will still be around. I'm going to attach it right here to the top of my mic Mike <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike, Mike on the mic in yeah. the morning show.
3: Well, Mike, I also want to say it is wonderful to have you back. I usually don't get to hear the glorious dulcet tones of your voice during the podcast, so it is so good to have you back.
0: It's, it's good to be back. And I really hope that I can maintain this. I I make no promises, but I, I always say that, uh, I, it's my, my goal to come back as soon as possible because I desperately miss doing this. I, I, not only do I miss hanging out with you guys, uh, I miss being able to talk about this stuff. I miss being able to, uh, have these conversations and, and do what I do on this podcast. it, It really is a blessing to realize to to sit back as this episode was coming up and I looked back and looked at the dates and said, oh, yeah, we've been doing this for eight years to realize that this podcast, either directly or indirectly, has been a large portion of my ministry for eight years. It yeah, it's really hard to step away from that. And I'm, I'm thankful for you guys who did it so well. A while back when I, I kind of let Barden Bible go for a little bit and kind of had guest hosts, a number of those guys came back and said, I, I can't believe you let us you know, take care of your baby. And really, at the time I shared with them, and I'll, I'll continue to say it, it's really easy to do that when the people that are watching your baby are people that you love and trust. That's right. It's real easy for me. like. That's why, like, yeah, it's hard for me because I want to be here and I want to be talking to the people. I want to be talking about games and God and, and all of this. Like, it's my passion. It's I, I love it. But it's really easy for me to be able to walk away when I know that you guys have it. Because you have been doing a phenomenal job. In fact, there have been several episodes where I'm like, me being a part of this episode would have screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But hey, you know it. It means a lot to hear
1: that. I know for all of us. I mean, it's a. This is if it weren't for, if it weren't for the idea that we care so much about it, and I think that's that's what uh, gives any person who owns something or runs something or feels very close to a, a creative property. Uh, that's what gives them a bit of joy in uh, being able in a little bit of an ease, an easeful mind. To be able to sit back and, and relax and know that it's in uh, it's in the hands of somebody who, uh, or people who love it as much. Hey, you know what? This episode's about celebration. Indeed. Let's not get too, let's don't get too emotional here. We've got time to get mushy later. <laughs> We've all got tissue ready to go. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all fine. It's all fine. But, uh, hey, Mike, guess what? What's that,
2: Jeff? You guessed it.
0: We've we've developed segments in the show. I've I've heard of this, and I'm I'm looking at uh, show notes.
2: (laughs) I know it's amazing.
3: (laughs) But even more, this time, not only do we have segments and show notes, we have
1: special guests.
0: Ah, I love a good special guest.
1: This is gonna this is gonna turn into something nice, I think, because. Not only do we have our 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 now growing mainstays of the uh, on the horizon and archive dive, but we have been blessed by our fans and friends of the show. They've been sending in recordings to share how much they care about this show, to to talk about how GSP has impacted them.
0: And we're not we're gonna we're gonna be kind of sprinkling these throughout. We're gonna hear from all of these people all over the place and uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time introing them or doing anything like that. So just all of them introduce themselves, so we don't have to worry about that. So we will spare you that. (laughs) Quite handy. It is. It's really nice when people actually, like, do the work for you. But a lot of the the things that I love about this is not just that it's, you know, people who who bothered to take the time to talk to us and send these in. Uh, A lot of these folks cite, like, what you were saying, like, like what GSP has done, like a lot of these people are, are podcast hosts themselves, are ministry leaders who are doing the similar kind of thing that we do themselves. And the, to have them kind of come back, you know, it, it really is, it it really, I, when I, I, I heard them at work and I I was listening to them on my phone and I was literally tearing up as I'm, Putting together this piece of industrial equipment because it really is humbling to hear all these folks who are doing such phenomenal work talk about how what we do has impacted their work. And it's, it's, I'm so happy about that.
4: Welcome to Saving the Game. I'm Grant. I'm Peter. And I'm Jenny. And this is episode 200 of a completely different podcast. It's very confusing, frankly.
5: Woo! <laughs>
4: yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, don't. No. Happy
5: 2000. 2000.
4: 200. I'll see
5: myself out. A little early there,
4: Jenny. I'll see myself out. Oh, it's fine. But seriously, uh, to everybody at Inroads Ministries, uh, 200 episodes, Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Man, got us beat by quite a bit. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good work. No, but seriously. Nicely done. 200 of anything is a really impressive commitment, and we're really proud of you, all of you. Yeah. You've done a really good job. It's also a really good podcast. Don't tell mm-hmm. anyone, but I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <laughs> In addition um, it, to this being really impressive, you guys have just been great. Y- you included us from, like, day one of our podcast. I mean, we're still syndicated on your site. You guys have been wonderful friends to us. We could not be more grateful for you folks being around. And really
5: welcoming to me and a newcomer. I'm really quite new to the whole podcasting thing. And everybody has been so very welcoming and accepting of a new host on a podcast syndicated on your guys's main page. Thank you so much for introducing me to the tavern community. Mm-hmm. That has been just a, a fantastic blessing in my life. I I cannot overstate uh, how much the the tavern means to me. I may not po- comment or post a lot, but it's just everyone's so lovely. It's good.
4: They are. They're just yeah, a really good nice people. crowd. Well, and the inroads team has really done a good job of curating and creating a really healthy environment where people can talk about things without. Worrying too much about anything, frankly, which is mm-hmm. rare on social media. Yeah. Like, I worry about the fact that it's on Facebook and that's it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, you know, the the thing about En-ROADS for me is that they're a really loud and clear and consistent voice for mm-hmm. Christ in a geek community that is sometimes very accepting, sometimes not. And they do a real go- good job of just hugging their way through that. You know,
5: yeah, just, that's a good just, way of putting it.
4: Just, you know, getting rid of all the any anxiety about it and just, you know what? We're going to hug you till you like us, <laughs> you know, which sounds weird. But like, that's that's how I think of it. It's just we're so friendly, so outgoing. We'll just take you in and make you feel yeah, right. It's at so home. much warmth. Exactly. So warm. Great people.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys yeah. we hope you make it to episode 400 and 600 and 800 and maybe even a Oh yeah. yeah absolutely <clears throat> but, but congratulations
5: 2000 yeah see yeah.
4: make <laughs> jenny write retroactively that's what we're telling you yes. to do <laughs> oh, all yeah. right well listen from all of us here at saving the game have Congrats. a good one congratulations take it easy we'll see you on our show at some point i'm sure yeah, thank you so much, folks.
6: We look yeah. forward to seeing what you
2: do in the future. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. What? We, we still have our segments to do first. That's We're what not I'm just, talking about, bro. You better be, because we,
5: so we have spent about bro, too long
2: getting ready to do these segments. And, and TR, crip whips out the whip and starts beating us with it. If we don't, oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that on mic.
1: DR abuses us Get help (laughs)
0: Uh, It's good to be back boys It's good to be back (laughs) I love Mike I
3: love organization We'll just keep it at that
7: (laughs) On the horizon First
1: one up It's from my boy Daniel
2: (sighs) So this On the horizon Has technically Been on the horizon for about five years for me, long time. Yes, and as you all know, I have touted this for the last two years. I've ridiculed Jeff Romo, and it hurts. he's he's gotten me back many of a time. I've tried. Uh, Fantasy grounds their Unity update. So Fantasy grounds is running on a piece of technology that's over ten years old, maybe fifteen, and that's DirectX nine. Um, it's written with a lot of antiquated Visual Basic code, and even though I am a Visual Basic programmer, it needs a lot of work. It still looks good. Oh, well, it it does, but it's it's a memory hog. It it doesn't even support a sixty four bit processor. Okay, guys. Shameful. Yes. So anyway, so we've been hearing for the last few years about Unity, Unity, Unity update, Unity update. Unity is going to be everything that Roll Twenty is not. Um, you know that. We're going to get cloud storage, and we're going to get all these other wonderful things that all these other tabletops have provided us already. But, yeah, it's going to be with Fantasy Grounds. Well, on April 1st, it was posted in the forums. Now, wait, we thought, oh, no, this is just a prank. (laughs) And if it's a prank, we're all going to jump ship because we're tired of waiting on this. Oh,
1: my heart, my heart.
2: So, anyway... So here we are in the forums. We're getting a little upset because he posted this on April first, but but the newsletter came out today. They are doing a Kickstarter on May first for the Unity update
5: for nice. Fantasy
2: Grounds. I'm very excited about this, but I'm also very saddened about this as well. What? Well, we were told originally that when Unity comes out, we will have to pay a little fee for the upgrade. That's fine. It's based upon how long you've had Fantasy Grounds. And so, therefore, like if you've had Fantasy Grounds for four years, you might only have to pay $10. If you had it for three years, you might have to pay 15 Now it's a Kickstarter, which has gotten me a little upset because, as we know, some Kickstarters fail. Some Kickstarters are great. Some Kickstarters just never promise give what they promise and i'm just frustrated because i expected a product to be rolled out within the next few months now i'm gonna have to wait another year (sighs) but it's a
1: good step it's a good step though
2: it's a good step uh, but now i'll be able to throw my dollar in or however how much i have to pay because i've been using this for five years now and i will have my voice and opinion heard from the developer on certain things which is good That is
1: pretty cool to have the ear of the developer. Come on, man. What intrigues
3: me is, if and when this happens, what does Roll20 do? Because honestly, for those of us who are in the industry, competition is a good thing.
2: Yes, it is. And Roll20 is running on a very antiquated API that dies in a year. Yep. So they have to move off the Google Hangouts API. And if they don't, then they're going to lose their business.
1: I did like how they added in animated pictures on there. That was kind of cool. But anyway, anyway, hey, th- and there's a there's a third option that maybe you know we will talk about later. I think we'll have a separate show on that. But we got oh, yeah. introduced to something at Gary Con, which oh. uh, we'll talk about <laughs> at a different time. That'll come up at a different that's a further <laughs> on the horizon. That's the, that's something me again. and
2: Jeff ran into at at Gary Con.
8: Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: It is. It is.
8: Hey, Game Store Profits. This is Ian McNear coming at you from Charleston, South Carolina. First of all, I want to wish y'all a very happy 200 episodes. Uh, this is amazing. Just the, the energy and the dedication it requires to get this far in anything creative. Uh, y'all deserve a lot for that. I found GameStore Profits and the Tavern through my older brother who played a game of D&D, 5e, I believe it was, with Jeff Romo. And I was just immediately blown away by the love uh, for people and for gaming that was just so intertwined and it really opened my eyes to the fact that we could use gaming as something more than just a fun hobby that it could really be used as something to create real meaningful relationships with people so after a year of planning i finally last year launched table flipping fridays which is a monthly game night group at my church and the lord has just been uh Really blessing that. It's been insane. It's been growing at a at a crazy rate. Uh, we had almost 30 people this last time. But I don't think any of it would have happened or would have been possible without the Lord's doing. But definitely the Lord's doing through Game Store Prophets. Y'all's honesty, commitment, and and love is really kind of what inspired this work that's going on. So... Love you guys. Keep it up. Keep being honest. Uh, the encouragement means everything. Congratulations again.
1: Other news: uh, something I was really excited about. Speaking so am I. that that Gary that Gary Khan flavor, the classic flavor. They're 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 drawing it out. They actually are putting out Ghosts of Salt Marsh. Oh. I am really excited <sighs> about this because. You know they they're basing it on the uh on the original salt marsh campaign yeah, a few different flavors that sort of thing i liked how they ran the title using ghost of salt marsh for spoilery reasons but it takes your character's one through uh levels 1 through 12 it's piratey, it's oceany it's boaty, all these E's, and i'm dreadfully excited about it and and the problem is is i'm already i've already got so many plans for for dragon heist and a larger campaign behind it right now i'm preparing isle of the ape for two out of three of these yokels right here and then ghosts of salt marsh comes across my bow and i'm like dang it
0: jeff i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in as a preliminary and say that uh inroads ministries will not be buying you the whiz kids two hundred dollar boat <laughs> oh, uh,
2: but I had a, I. I had
0: a whole script here. <laughs> Hang on,
1: let me just get the script out. One minute.
2: Hang on. It, wait, do we get to name our own boat? Because I want Bodie McBoatface. Bodie yeah. McBoatface. have tried that. McBoatface. But but Jeff, I'm a little upset with Jeff. Wouldn't let me use Fernando of the the Donut Hill people.
1: Okay, you can. I I wanted to confirm the tone. I I, I said this was a mix of all the King Kong films. <laughs> A little Jurassic Park. Of course, there's going to be a splash of Conan in there. And then you come up with this frumpy looking elf that looks like me, but with Legolas hair, which I did. I did pick up on that. That was highly offensive. But I just want to confirm the tone.
2: I want nah, to make sure we fine. have the green man. Give me your time, Okay, So going back, just, you know,
3: just back on track. Yeah, The salt marsh thing also excites me. Old school gamers know it's based on Secrets of Saltmarsh, and actually it's based on the entire U series. So if you remember Mm -hmm. the U series, which was the Underwater series from D&D. So it's exciting. It's considered one of the best... Secrets of Saltmarsh is considered one of the best intro modules ever for Dungeons & Dragons. And then that whole U series is an interesting sandbox. And I think it's interesting because D&D's been doing... Or Wizards has been doing these modern versions, Mm -hmm. and... Goodman Games has been doing some of the throwbacks as well. Yeah, they're getting ready to redo the Expedition of Barrier Peaks, so that'll be an that interesting looks good. set. That so, looks really good. yeah, you we will see. You're going to do Isle of the Ape and Dragon. I may get sucked into Salt Marsh. We'll see. That's one I like a lot. So. Well, yeah. I'm ready.
2: I'm ready to run into the Borderlands, guys. Oh, that's oh, awesome. got i got that, that beautiful book, man. That book and, was... and and I've already got I've already got Isle of Dread ready to go in the background. That's what I'm talking about, Isle of Dread, man. That was, of games.
1: Uh, that was that was an amazing buy, man. I'm looking forward to it. But okay, so that's my thing. What's the what's the last and 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 sweetest of the of the on the horizons that we have here?
0: The last one made me so happy, yeah. and I can I can make it part of this podcast not only because of this, what we do in this segment apparently, but also because. Oh my goodness, how many regulars messaged me saying this was a thing. Yeah. So folks know that I thoroughly enjoy Numenera, which is the the system and setting uh, created by Monty Cook Games. Uh, I have always loved it. I've declared that it is probably my favorite. It's neck and neck with Invisible Sun, which is, is funny because Monty Cook Games also made Invisible Sun but I really love the world and the system of Numenera. Well, it's been hard sometimes to get certain people involved with that because either they are really used to D&D 5th edition or they just want that feeling. They want to roll all those dice and have all that stuff. Well, a little book a little book got announced called Arcana of the Ancients it is a book putting numenera in the D&D 5th edition system get out of here
2: get out of my dungeons <laughs>
0: So now all these people who say I only play fifth edition, I don't really want to learn a new system and who are sick and tired of me shouting about how much simpler the Cypher system is than D&D. I can look at them now and say we can play in the same sandbox now. <laughs>
1: it's all good, baby.
0: No, I, I've always loved 5e since the first time I got to roll dice in it. Uh, It really brought back my love of Dungeons and Dragons, as I've said on this podcast before. Like, 4e hurt me, and then 5th edition made it all better. And uh, the fact that I can now play in the world that I love in Numenera using the system that so many people absolutely adore in 5th edition, I... I'm giddy. I'm downright giddy. a great combo. That's a great combo, and... And the thing is, too, is
1: that you have rules that are there, but there's enough narrative room in 5e that you can you can you can really kind of buy back into the the true cipher system version of it. Right. Because, again, you can just kind of leverage your way back into that narrative uh,
0: storytelling. So it's it's a good marriage. Well, and it will be interesting to see just how they do it. Like Mm -hmm. Monday Cook Games is real good about giving you the seeds of story. Like even the setting stuff that they they put together, like they put out a fluff book of just setting, no rules, no nothing, and it's yep. like four hundred or five hundred pages, just in setting info, and it's they less fluff more brick, yeah, <laughs> and they still leave so much empty, so much just like stuff happens here, things are happening here, whatever, and. So it's – I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all comes together. I'm really looking forward to see uh, how you can p- potentially transition literally from – I wonder if they Ravenloft it, <laughs> where you can transition from one to the other. Um, because the, the technology in Numenera is so ridiculous that you literally can have things like alternate dimensions. In fact, I've literally run a Numenera game where one of the characters got sucked up into a pocket dimension. Like, that's a thing that you can have. So the idea about having D&D characters like, like voip their way into uh, the, the land that Numenera takes place in, which is Earth 1 billion years in the future, it makes me so happy. I, I really, really like the combination
1: of 5e and numenera it's it's i like the cipher system don't get me wrong i got a slight taste of it when we got a chance to do some recording on that but it's uh that's a good point being able to draw in people who say i don't want to go away from 5e i'm used to these rules it'll catch your casual gamers and your hardcore gamers i think at the same time so it's a good way to get them into that world so yeah that's nice some hot stuff hot stuff. Okay, we got room for one more. yeah, I'm gonna sneak one, one in. Sh- if it's on, even CR. a small box.
3: <laughs> and plus, we're kind of being a real role playing heavy. I'm surprised Mike Perna let us stay so heavy on the role playing games.
0: well, I and I was gonna actually make comment about that. Part of it is the fact of when this hits in the timeline because we are gearing up for convention season. yeah, And so when you're talking about on the horizon, everyone's holding their you know up and coming. Until we start getting things like Gen Con announcements. So True. The only thing that I've heard of recently, board game wise, would be Dune. But we're not getting Dune until 2020. Amazing,
2: and I'm so excited. It's my one of my favorite pieces of science fiction literature. Yeah, we'll talk about that one more when we know more about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's just a
3: remake. It's just a remake. But I do have one I want to sneak in, and it actually is coming out this quarter. It's exciting. And it's called Challenge of the Super Friends. It's a card game being done by (laughs) Cryptozoic. Okay, I'm going to show my age here. I was a Saturday morning cartoon kid, and my favorite cartoon growing up early on was well, Super Friends, then Challenge of the Super Friends. You know, you had the two series, and they were amazing. Um, Legion of Doom. This card game, and you look at it, it looks like they've taken the art From the show, and they didn't. They actually found an artist who could mimic it. So, they didn't decide to update it. They left it as cheesy and as nostalgic artwork as you could imagine.
0: No, this this property needs to be that. (laughs) It does. Like, it's a small box card game. It doesn't look bad, but I think if you slapped something else other than this on it, it wouldn't be nearly as much of a draw. But my goodness, this artwork.
3: (laughs) I'm going to be picking this up. Because if it's not the most perfect game, it's just, it's a two person game. My wife and I are going to play it and it's a simultaneous play, but not a speed game. I was worried it was going to be a speed game at first, but it's one of these where you both lay your cards face down, then you flip them and the cards happen simultaneously. So, simple game, fun, you have heroes fighting the villains. I, I just had to bring it up because it is a game that's already been hinted. It's not waiting till Gen Con. It's not a Kickstarter. It's a cheap little card game for those of us who grew up watching the Super Friends.
0: <laughs> that's quite a few of us, man. That's... It is.
3: I now have the song in my head.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so excited about the fact that there are companies now making IP-heavy games that actually look good. And are fun yeah. to
3: play.
1: Yeah. It's not gimmicky, right? No. I mean, I mean, it can be a little bit, but they're actually a deep, deep. Okay, let me restart that. It's nice because it's not just gimmicky. There's actual gameplay to be had. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. Awesome. The The Plus, world will, will always have mass market knockoff games. But there true. are also, like, the things I've heard about games like Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody I've heard who has looked at this thing says it's amazing. And I did not, when they announced that that was going to be a thing, I did not have high expectations because I've been hurt before.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you know the people who made this truly do have a love for the Super Friends? Because they made sure to include the Wonder Twins as a card. Yes, you have to. (laughs) Ah, so painful!
4: I mean, um, it hurts
0: every time if if an, if a card for the wonder twins doesn't have them turn into a bucket of, of water i i i take back every good thing i've said about this game <laughs> yeah.
3: i don't think it does but it's just got the artwork but still it's funny it's classic it fun. every so, episode the, uh, F- those
0: F- two F- would turn one of them would turn into a bucket of water every time i don't understand why
1: <laughs> i don't understand i don't i don't get it
5: Hi, Inroads team. This is Heather in Maryland, also known as your number one fan. I can't believe it's been eight years. Way back before then, I remember listening to a book based podcast that Luke co hosted and Mike Perna came on as a guest. I was intrigued by what Mike had to say, and I was excited to hear not long after that that Mike and Luke were starting their own podcast about God and gaming. What a topic! I grew up in a Christian home in the 1980s. I read fantasy novels with my dad and my sister, including Dragonlance. My mom didn't approve of fantasy, but because my dad approved, it was okay for my sister and I to read. The line was drawn at playing Dungeons and Dragons, though. That was definitely not allowed. It was demonic, in my mom's opinion. Then Game Store Prophets came along, and here were Christian guys who had gone to seminary and who said D&D was perfectly fine. I was so excited. I listened to every episode the guys put out, and my knowledge of the gaming world expanded exponentially. Eventually, I found out that there was a game store in my town, and they offered a casual intro to D&D. I decided to step way out of my comfort zone, and go to the first weekly session. I was so nervous, but I had so much fun. It was an eye-opening experience, for sure. I told my son all about it, I think he was like 10 years old at the time, and he wanted to learn to play too. So I brought him along to the game store, and he played the intro sessions with me a few times. By then, we were both hooked. My son wanted to get his friends involved, so I learned the basics of DMing, and I started a game for a bunch of 10-year-old boys. Wow, was that an experience! There were times I wanted to pull my hair out, but there were also some amazing times, and some great adventures. Those boys are all 17 now, and some of them still play together. All of us have lots of fun stories from those first games. Somewhere along the way, Game Store Profits spawned inroad ministries, and here was another thing for me to be excited about. It was a way to connect online with people who shared my interests and values. And then came the first TavernCon. It was going to be held three hours from me, and I knew I just had to go. My son James and I made the trek to New Jersey, and I got to give Mike Perna a big hug. The trip was worth it just for that. But we also learned some new games, and found one that we loved and later added to our collection. Mike, Abyss is still one of our favorites. Over the years, I've been able to get to know some of the tavern uh, and to participate in Inroads plays. Jeff, I love your creativity and storytelling. I've also been blessed to be able to attend every tavern con so far. But more than all that, I have a place online where I find a community who shares my values and who supports me when I need it. Since GSP began, my life has completely changed. My marriage fell apart uh, and ended in a divorce. I met someone amazing and I got remarried. My son went through a crisis of faith and left the church. And through all of those things, this community has been there to pray, love, and celebrate with me as needed. Eight years ago, if someone mentioned board games, I immediately thought Monopoly. And if someone mentioned role-playing games, I was both intrigued and scared in equal measure. Today, if someone mentions board games, my eyes light up as I start mentally listing my favorite games, a list too long to include here. And if someone mentions role-playing games, I know I've found a friend for life. Between us, my three-person family is playing in a total of six D&D games, and my husband and I have helped found a monthly board game group at our church that we call Gamers Grove. None of these amazing, wonderful, fulfilling things would have happened without Game Store Profits. From the bottom of my heart, Thank you, Mike, Jeff, Sean, Daniel, for bringing the world of gaming into my life. Thank you for showing me how my faith and my interests can line up together and be something truly amazing. And thank all of you in the Tavern, especially Alyssa Kolb and Jeff Jackson, for helping to create a place of love and acceptance. You all rock, and I love you all very much.
1: So...
3: We've now done the horizon. We've talked about what's going on in the future. You know, and I'm the future cuz I'm the new guy. So you know what? We've got to have the guy from the past talk about the
0: archive dive. Archive, archive dive. dive. It's time for the one segment that I added to this podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's time for the archive dive. I have loved every time that y'all have said we need to do this or Mike's going to get mad at us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, in, in half the time we do it, it's a D and D related product. All right,
0: I can appreciate that, but I'm here to talk about an old board game. Yay! Not specifically because that's my shtick, though it is, uh, but also because uh, it's one of the times you'll hear people talking about how much they love what we do. Some of them actually talk about how they appreciate the archive dive. <laughs> Made my day. Uh No, I'm here with a game that had been around long before I got to it. In fact, I don't even know what the date was. I didn't even bother looking it up because I knew that it had been around for so long. Uh, It's a game that was originally in Germany to the point that the game... ...can be obtained in the the, the original name. I can't even bother to remember what the original name was. It's a game called Cockroach Poker. Cockroach Poker is a game that I had heard the title of for years. And everybody who mentioned it said this is a game that is super easy for everyone to get their hands on. It's, It's a fun game, but it's quick. It's nothing that's going to be, you know, nothing that's going to overstay its welcome. It's, it's going to be just a nice choice little thing to throw out there and have everyone at the table enjoy themselves. And I can say not universally loved at my table, but almost very closely. <laughs> and there's a very specific reason that I will get into why it wasn't universally loved at the table. Cockroach poker basically is you get a hand of cards and all the cards are well bugs well bugs and rats so it's things like uh spiders you know all the all the, the creepy crawlies and what you do is your goal is to get rid of your hand you know ever. I've never seen that happen Because the the other reason, the other way you you have somebody lose is if they have a certain number of these cards in front of them. Like, I believe it's four of the same card in front of them. And the way you play is you take a card and you secretly slide it to the person next to you and say, this is a, 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 a moth. And the other person, their options are, I don't believe you. At which point they flip over the card. If it is what they say it is, they're fine that the the person who passed them the card takes it and puts it up face up in front of them. You can say flip up the card and look at it and pass it to the person next to them. And they can either agree with what the person before them said or disagree and said, No, it's actually this instead. It's actually a spider. And that's the game. So it's like it's like is it like liars dice like that? Pretty similar.
9: Okay, it's
0: it, the whole idea is that you are passing these cards, and you you are pretty much able to lie through your. But at the same, but but like every bluffing game that. in existence. There is a lot of strategy to knowing when to bluff, when to lie. And more often than not, the more powerful, beautiful strategy is to only tell the truth. (laughs) Set up this game that's all about lying, only telling the truth. The only time I've ever had somebody not like this game has been my sister-in-law. And that's because she has something just ingrained within her. To be a terrible liar.
2: (laughs) Just truly awful at it.
0: (laughs) And so she had like four cards of like every suit in the game in front of her before we were done. (laughs) Like she was truly awful at it and she hated it. Other than her, though. I don't believe you. It really is a simple game because all it is is. Figuring out whether to believe somebody and call or, – or disbelieve somebody and call them on it or to just accept it and make it roll on. Because if it gets all the way back, that person at the end will automatically have it face up in front of them. Okay. So you can't just let it ride and who cares. Somebody's going to have to make a call. And right, so – otherwise
1: it will just keep going round and round and round. And round. Right.
0: So they yeah. don't – it doesn't allow you to do that. Right. So – you start wondering, like, okay, if I play this card, they might not believe me. And if they try to call me, they're actually going to get it and it's going to cause cause them to lose. Like, figuring out, there's actually a, a huge pile of strategy in this incredibly simple game. And the beautiful thing about it is, is that even if it's not, like, this world-changing experience... The longest the game's gonna take you is twenty minutes. That's on the high oh, end, man. so it's a a very simple, light experience that has people laughing and giggling. Like even even my sister in law, as much as she said she hated it, she was still laughing, and she even thought it was hilarious that she was that it was con- te- continually getting called to the table.
1: Y'all <laughs> you still got that carl Uh no. No, we don't. But we have cockroach poker.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. It took me forever to get it. the The first time I really got into it was I like so many other games before it. Uh, I saw the guys at Shut Up and Sit Down talk about it, and yeah, I fell in love with this silly little game that I can often just carry in my pocket. So those pocket games are important.
1: Because you you have game will travel that's important for uh, for ministry
0: work that's for sure <laughs> win loser banana is always in my wallet <laughs> oh my
1: gosh archive dive with the with the with the originator it feels good with, it it feels with a, the creator yeah. it feels creator. so good <laughs> Jeff
10: Daniel or
4: TR oh
6: man snap oh, oh it's this a hard is tough. decision this is tough it is you know I mean gotta gotta show some love for all of them I mean TR's got such a cool last name it, like how yes, can you I not mean, love night, that, night last, that last, last name that definitely is there Fisher
10: yes yes but dang uh I think in that instance, uh, but then you've got Romo and Jeff being Uncle Jeff, and right. Uh, but then, I mean, contextually speaking, you've also we also can't not acknowledge Mike. But I mean, this is the this this or that. So we technically yeah, speaking, we can't, we're just can't going with the fourth category. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. You you kind of you're kind of out on the limb <laughs> there. Being it's it, so it's who. <laughs> 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 who are we kidding we can't do this Hi GSP. this is alan and kyle from the min max podcast hope you guys are doing really well uh we figured we would tee you guys up with a little bit of our traditional way of introing things
6: Yeah, congratulations, guys. 200 episodes. That's nuts. That's so much. You guys have been doing, you know, this for a long, long time. And, you know, I think just from from my perspective, it's been so awesome getting to know you guys, seeing the connections that we've built um, with you and all the other people in this community. Uh, Congratulations, really. You guys are doing awesome stuff. Keep doing it. Uh, looking forward to see you know where this where this goes for the next 100 episodes
10: yeah you guys were really quick uh, when we came on the scene and you guys kind of brought us into the kind of nerdy niche that is the gaming <laughs> and nerd culture uh podcast niche and you brought ashley kyle and i into it and basically said no no no, you guys are cool like you, we are your people and you made us feel so welcome and helped us to see even more people who were doing the thing that we didn't think. Just like all of us said when we first started,
5: there's nobody nope.
10: else doing this. We're going to be special, and we're going to be the people to examine this area, only to find out there's a whole little corner of us trying to do the same thing. And you guys have been... <laughs> this has been happening for decades,
6: and we didn't even know it.
10: Exactly. But you guys were so quick to bring us in and not, and not say, oh, there's new kids on the block. Let's make sure we keep them away from us. You were the first people to say, no, 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 <laughs> you guys are cool come 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 ride bicycles with us and we will do all the nerdy things and so on behalf of Minmax and Ashley and myself and Kyle we just want to say congratulations for hitting episode 200 guys
3: just to think how this podcast has changed over 8 years to the point yeah. we have segments we have
2: history. show
0: notes <sighs> oh y'all don't even know <laughs> show notes <laughs> Show notes. Now you're talking about show notes.
2: Well, I mean, and before the podcast, though, we were actually talking about Luke, you know, uh, you know, he kind of like dropped off the face of the earth. And, you know, Mike has to keep reminding me he's like some sort of park ranger now.
0: Yeah. Luke, Luke pretty much said at episode 100, he goes, look, I'm done. Uh, I, I need out and it wasn't a, a bad thing it was a, it was a it was a great thing for both of us really cuz I, I kept game store profits going i i inroads happened uh in a way that you know i don't think it would have happened if luke kept around and again that's not not even kind of a mark against luke luke is still a phenomenal guy uh we don't really stay too much in touch mostly because he's like out in the woods more often than not and has pretty much fallen off the face of social media but um yeah it's it's weird to realize just the the course this has taken it started that luke was on a podcast with a friend of mine all of us had gone to the same seminary uh it was their podcast was about books so they asked me on to be kind of a representative of the steampunk community At one point, Luke and I both realized we're incredible nerds who love games and Jesus. We should probably talk about that. Then Game Store Profits happened. But even in the early days of Game Store Profits, like to this day, when new people kind of find us and they're like, where should I start? I'm like, start with episode 100. (laughs) Just start there, man. Um, Because in the early days of GSP, like we didn't even really know what we were talking about. Like we knew we wanted to talk about games. It's in the name of the podcast. But like if you go all the way back, we have episodes like who's your favorite authors? Like like we like we had whole episodes that were always incredibly geeky, don't get me wrong, but weren't were often not even kind of game related because we didn't know what the format was supposed to be. Like we had only like Luke had some podcasting experience. I had never even done a podcast before. And uh to kind of throw all that together, like, our tagline, the one that has literally been a part of every episode other than ones that Daniel screwed it up, <laughs> happened entirely organically. We did not plan that. Like, that—that that is something that we did not expect. Like, we didn't realize. Like, like, I have been more into marketing in the past handful of years than I have ever done with anything. And... When we started, we didn't have a plan, we didn't have an outline. We we're just like, hey, let's just talk about this for an hour. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> so
1: so can you recall like when the that line took shape? Like is there a certain episode or a couple of episodes where it shaped up?
0: I can't mostly due to the fact that it was so kind of organic, like it just kind oh. of happened. Like at some point we just kind of found ourselves going, Okay, yeah, we'll talk about this, and then about halfway through. I don't know when the, the, the we coined the term making the turn. But we just realized like, yeah, about halfway through we end up talking about faith stuff instead of game stuff. But I can't I can't really point to an episode because it just kind of took on the life of its own. And then we started adding you crazy people. <laughs> which is funny because which is funny because, here's a little bit of fun for our listeners, literally all three of these gentlemen, I had to convince to do this podcast.
2: Well, I was a, I was a guest. I started out as a guest host, like T.R. is right now. Uh-huh. He's now going to be a per- permanent fixture.
7: What Game Store Profits means to me be a lot of background noise. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Game Store Profits. It's kind of like a Narnia thing for me because it's the things that I love all wound up in one. It's where, you know, God shows up in the fantasy story that I love and so I, I'm, I'm getting both and it's just a wonderful thing to me because I love my games and of course podcasts and, and all kinds of wonderful nerdy things and, uh, you know, just using those things for God's honor and glory and just just not by getting preachy but just by by being good people and by by being christ-like to people that uh, you've shown me how that's done and I appreciate it oh I so appreciate it because so many times i've, I've wondered how to minister to people and so we gotta okay let's wedge in the gospel here and we got to Nope. Stop for prayer. You know things like that. You, you're like, well, that's it that seems kind of fake. And so I was. You just bless me with just the way you you inform people and help people and. Uh, uh, I think we to let go, <laughs> let you go because it's getting kind of loud. I love you guys.
0: Thanks. Bye.
9: I'm Stephen Taylor from Games For All. Um, and firstly, I apologise my daughters in the background drinking very noisily, um, because obviously this is when she chooses the time to do so, but, you know, she's nine months old and she's very cute, so it's fine. Um, I first came across Game Store Profits, uh, oof, grief, um, three years ago now, when I was just starting to... Uh, do my current job as a family support worker for a church and um, I was looking for examples of how I could marry um, my personal geeky nature with my ministry. Um, I, I used to be a teacher and I often found bringing my geeky passions into teaching really helped kids understand things so I thought it must work the same with ministry as well. It must be able to build that connection and bring people together. Um, so I was looking for podcasts and um, I started out with the Dice Steeple. And um, I, I was directed from them to have a look at GameStop Profits. So I'm, I started listening and listening and listening and going back through all the back catalogue um, during my daily commutes. Um, there was a time when the only thing you would hear if you are in my car was uh, Mike Pernas and, and Daniel Fisher's voice uh, with occasionally Jeff Romo's in there. Um, it was just so enlightening showing me that I wasn't insane. That you can bring your hobby and passion for gaming, and use it in a church to help people find God. And once that link had been made in my head, I, I started finding other people out there, other people in the UK who do it. I started building church um, board game ministries. I started helping other churches make board game ministries. I launched Games For All. I got major charities in the UK to back me on things, and it all stemmed from you guys, from you giving me the vision to do it, from you helping me see that I wasn't mad, that this is something that can work, and not just work, but work really, really well, and I'm eternally grateful for that. And I'm really excited to see how Board Game Ministry is going to grow going forward from here. I now know hundreds of people who are all interested in seeing this grow. And it's absolutely amazing. The tavern community is great. I have so much fun talking with you guys on there playing the occasional game on, on tabletop simulator or on tabletopia with people as and when I can. The, the time difference can be a bit of a pain for that, but it's still really good fun. And and I like to feel like I've, I've made friends with you guys, uh, well, with some, some of the guys through it. And, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for everything that you do. And, uh... I'll definitely be listening to every episode like I still do. So, thank you.
0: I dragged <laughs> Jeff kicking and screaming into this podcast world.
1: <laughs> I my first my first experience with this was Luke's friend and my friend from back when I was younger, uh Mike Basha, who's kind of ghosting on the board right now. He he said, "Hey, you know, I I know we've gotten together again and I know you're still into geeky stuff. My buddy Luke does this podcast blah blah blah. I started listening to it and then all of a sudden you you mentioned Project Awesome and and Mike and and Luke mentioned that you know you were looking to recruit and I'm like, "Okay, well, hey, you know what? I'm I'm always looking to do some extra ministry stuff and I've I've been involved with one particular ministry at my church for so long. I'd like to make a change, something different." And so I thought, "Oh, I'll help them out with organizational stuff and I'll help them out with a little background stuff. You know, that'd be fun. that will be great. And then I get to listen to the podcast and, you know, this will be great. And then what was, how long was it? It wasn't more than a month or so into it. Yeah, something like that. And you're like, hey, you want to sit in for an episode and we'll just do an
0: interview thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. And then, yeah, this happened. (laughs) Oh yeah, no! I I dragged Jeff kicking and screaming.
3: <laughs> so Daniel, how did you end up in Game Store Profits?
2: Well, Mike needed. I I needed paperwork time. Yeah, and I'm actually going back trying to figure out when I started. Um, when was that? Have I been doing this since 2015? Uh, uh, I don't know about 15.
0: At, it, at, the, at the, I don't. I think at the the it latest, was. Pa- I, it was during tax season. At the latest, it would have been 2016. No, I because I think it was 2016, because we got our 501c3 and 15 yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Then I had to do, the for the very first time, I had to do p- tax paperwork in the beginning of 2016. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, years,
2: I'm, I'm digging people, but yeah, Mike needed some help with... Uh, we're doing some uh, you know paperwork, and he needed some time away. And this and is I what I like, do.
0: Y'all, y'all think I'm out, you know, doing life and taking care of my family and doing paperwork. I'm just secretly recruiting guests, hosts, and, <laughs> and just going mean, I just ghost on the podcast to make sure that somebody else comes in. Wait a second, is that a throne in the background,
1: Mike Perna? Is that <laughs> where you sit
0: back and wield your machinations? You play the game of Mike's. You win or you die. <laughs>
2: But no, no, seriously though, like um I remember Mike needed to take a break and uh me and Jeff we just started bantering back and forth and we started going a little bit more RPG heavy and uh It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, we we've talked about everything from cooking um to gaming and
0: Yes. The, the Game Store Profits pseudo-meme of every time I'm not here, y'all have to do a cooking episode.
2: Well, you know, we haven't been doing that because T.R. puts his foot down. He puts it down.
0: Because he's being a good substitute, Mike. He puts <laughs> his foot a lot
2: of other places,
1: too.
0: I don't like it. Hey, now. <laughs> when I'm trying to
3: figure out my history, I'm trying to remember what year it was that I was at Gen Con that I met Mike. And I'm finding it now. It's 2015. Wow. So That's interesting. Was that when
2: I met you, Mike?
3: Yes, that was. It was the same year. Yeah. So, me, I met him because I had found the podcast, listened to a few episodes, reached out to you, Mike, and yep. you said, hey, when you come to, to Gen Con, let's do a little interview. Yep. So, you did a little mini interview for me for the podcast in 2015. I did. And then I started following it from there and reading your prayer requests, watching stuff. And so that's how I ended up on here about a year ago is when you had to take the break um, because of work and family and everything. And I was like, okay, I can't do a lot. I don't have a lot of money, but I can gift my time. And so I came on as a part-time, be here for a couple weeks while you got life situated. You came back, did the podcast for a while. I kept talking to Daniel and Jeff, and they were like, Mike really needs – to step away longer.
0: Then life kicked me in the teeth. And hmm. so then, yes,
2: then I got pulled into this going, why don't
3: you do this long term?
2: <laughs> and then that's when he laid down the law. He's like, all right, we're going to have a schedule. Yep. I'm like, if you guys are bringing me on, then we're bringing in my abilities, which is logistics. We got to be done are. recording by 10 p.m. And yep. I mean, it's just, and and you know what? I get more sleep on Wednesday nights now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing.
4: This is Mike from the Geek at Arms podcast, wishing you on behalf of myself and my other two co-hosts a happy 200. And thank you especially for your archive dive, which has helped many happy evenings at the gaming table. Thank you so much.
5: Hi, it's Matt and Jen Percy from Cardboard Coinania.
6: Hey, uh, we'd just like to start uh, by uh, thanking uh, Inroads. For one thing, uh, when we were starting, uh, Mike was very helpful. Actually, all the guys have been uh, extra helpful. But Mike was always there anytime we had any questions about, uh, for instance, how he ran things, how things were done within Inroads. So we did like to start our own ministry as well. And we had an idea of how that one uh, was going to go. Um, but we also uh, modeled a little bit how of how it works after what uh, Inroads does uh, in their ministry. And, and Mike has been very helpful with that. Uh, so uh, I'd like to thank him for that.
5: And one of the things that I really appreciate about Inroads as a whole is the sense of community. Um, it's been really good for networking, coming at it from a ministry perspective and making connections and getting to know like-minded individuals. But it's always just so great to know that there are uh, other people out there who want to give glory to God and also want to reach out to other people using games and geek stuff. And it's just pretty incredible. Um, So I'm really thankful for the sense of community and for the connections that we have uh, because of the inroads umbrella
6: yes it's been uh it's almost like a uh, like a little family community uh, of board game geeks so we're both very thankful for that uh so we'd like to congratulate uh you and inroads on two hundred episodes Woo! and uh eight years worth of Uh, inroads and game store profits so yeah congratulations
5: congratulations
3: but it is amazing to look at this it started out with you and a friend so i'm the newcomer and i look at this so you and a friend did this just out of fun and did stuff oh yeah no when
0: we when we first started this we didn't think anyone would ever listen to us yeah
3: so you were doing it it was for fun and then as it grew and grew more. Then Jeff got pulled in. So God brought Jeff along. You know, it was this idea of where is that going later on. Daniel comes in to help you. I have come in. I think it's fascinating to look at this. It's a podcast. We have fun. We're goofy. We laugh. Yeah, we get to the serious turn. But I love the idea that it's been a journey for eight years. Mm-hmm. It's a journey that started with two friends, just with mics and having a good time, which is what a lot of podcasts are. Yeah. And yet, eight years later. I'm now in, we're still doing this, we're still having these conversations, we still tout how relationships are why we do this, and one of our relationships is this podcast. Yeah. I think that's fascinating to look at it from an eight-year perspective.
0: Every once in a while, I find myself, whether there's a lull in my podcast library or whatever, I find myself digging back into the old episodes, and wow, did I not know what I was doing.
2: Dude, I will never listen back to old episodes. I can't even listen to current episodes. I can't listen to myself talk.
0: It's interesting to to look back on that stuff, not only because uh, it's fun to watch the technology in- increase as I get better and better microphones, <laughs> but it's also really, really fascinating to me just to to watch as... I don't know, I, find, I I can't even say I find technique and skill, because I still kind of just do this. But more of it is to understand the confidence of of when to speak, what to say, how to do stuff. It's a whole different vibe to hear those older episodes where I was, I know this is hard to believe, mostly silent. If you listen to the the truly early episodes, Luke did infinitely more talking than I did, and it was it's kind of fun to 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 listen as I I found more and more of my voice in this, and before long you couldn't shut me up.
1: Well, ah, you did then. We caught him without words.
3: All right. Uh,
0: That's That's funny. funny.
11: Hello, regulars. That's how I typically greet you in the tavern. It's Jeff Jackson. I would be remiss to talk about how Game Store Profits has affected me without really talking about one of the greatest things that came from the ideas and... The topics discussed on Game Store Profits, but the tavern is truly one of the best nerd communities online and it's benefited me a lot. I look forward to the encouragement I get from the regulars all the time. It's something that brightens my day. So, what's interesting about me when it comes to Inroads or Game Store Profits or the tavern or whatever is that I was one of those people who kind of had this early inkling that. I can take my tabletop gaming that I already was doing for a few years and make it into something that I can turn into a tool for relationship. I was one of those people who kind of had this idea, sort of, to a level not as much as Mike Perna did, before I discovered that rose was a thing. And it's a trend that I've actually noticed from a lot of people uh, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers who are out there who discover that tabletop gaming and role playing games are just, it's a unique hobby. It's, it's different. And I actually knew of Mike Perna way before I found out about Inroads because he and I are from the same area, roughly central New Jersey. And so we had a lot of mutual friends. So I've discovered the tavern on Facebook and i connected with mike on twitter but i kind of was a little bit intimidated about actually joining the group it was i i didn't really know if i should or not and so with a bit of unnecessary hesitation <laughs> i remember the day that i decided to just shoot a message to uh mike on, on twitter say can i join this thing called the tavern can i join this and he basically said without hesitation, sure, I'll add you. And I'm like, well, that was easy. (laughs) And from that point on, I've really enjoyed being a part of this community. I've met so many regulars, and, and actually I've kind of come to the conclusion that one of the best things that I would like to do is meet as many regulars as I can. So I want to try to go to as many conventions as I can, go to any sort of regular gathering, what, whatever I can do to meet with more regulars. Because ultimately, this thing that we do is about developing these interpersonal relationships. It's, it's a unique thing. And so I want to go to more and more conventions. And I actually just came back from Unpub 9 recently, last weekend. And, and I really enjoy myself. I love meeting these people, learning their stories, listening to them, hearing them out, enjoying their creations and seeing the the gears working, if you will. It's something that I really enjoy doing and I want to do more and more. And, and actually, I got to do a little bit of that when I went uh, on Inroads' first missions trip to PAX Unplugged. And I really think that I've so benefited from so many of you. So I really thank the people of Game Store Profits. I thank Mike Perna. I thank Uncle Jeff Romo, Daniel Fisher, T.R. Knight, Sean Brooks when he can make it on. Anyone else who's contributed to the to Game Store Profits, what it has become today, really, I thank you because we would not have the tavern without Game Store Profits. And so, thanks to all of you, and I look forward to seeing. The games you've played every week on Monday, and I look forward to greeting our new regulars with gifs, memes, and clever, smart words. Thanks so much. Hey, we've all we've all like
1: we've changed a lot. I think over the years, you know, between <laughs> and I think a lot of it has been the the, the pivot point has been this show. It really has. Uh, between doing the show, getting to know the ministry more, getting to know the people who are involved with the ministry, and then getting to know the people in the tavern, I, I never would have imagined myself doing this regularly, much less getting into editing, getting into uh, doing actual plays. I mean, for Pete's sake, I, I wasn't even playing D&D or, 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 or you know, RPGs before I listened to this podcast. And now I'm doing this. I'm just, what? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> and and uh, probably what's going to happen is shortly after recording this, I'm going to do a, be- a brief, like, news thing. Because, you know, we should. Uh, and one of the things that I'm going to do is, is that if you guys have liked what Jeff has done with the Glass Dagger, uh, I have a new podcast feed for you to subscribe to. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because we didn't want to... I created it. It's all there. It's on the website. I didn't want to take anything away from uh, what Jeff was doing already. Because I didn't want to wreck the vibe of first season. But about halfway through, I looked at at Jeff and the folks from Min Max and said, Are you guys going to do more of these? And they're like, probably. And I'm like... We could keep doing it where we intersperse these actual plays with game store profits, or we could make an actual play podcast and just do that. So, if you were to go to the same place you find all our other podcasts, if you go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, you can find the Inroads Plays podcast. And Yes, as of right now, it's just season one of Glass Dagger. It's the only thing that's on there. But because of the fact that I don't want to say it's less work than a video streaming uh, actual play because there's still a lot of work in audio, but it's different work. And so uh, it might be a little bit more accessible to folks like, you know, myself, who have time when we can kind of squeeze it. And so you might start seeing other things. You might might start seeing things like me do a session of reflections on there. You might see more one-offs. You might see more stuff that, whether it's campaigns or simple stuff, it's a lot easier to do the audio format. So you might start seeing more of that on that feed. So, yeah, maybe go go subscribe to that. Because if nothing else, I've made Glass Dagger swag. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I want more people wearing Dragon Scout T-shirts. <laughs> I, I want more than just Kyle to be wearing. <laughs> I know, Kyle can't be the only one out there wearing that shirt. <laughs> He's not. There are a couple others. Good, good.
1: Oh my goodness. That's that when you first put that picture in, and, and as a frame of reference, it it involves lizard scouts. We'll just say that. <laughs> so you got to listen to the show <laughs> to find out what it is. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great time. It's been wonderful to be able to do this and to have at its center uh, the love of God and to see that. Born out through games and through interacting with people who I I would never have interacted with before. Uh, The the three of you, I never would have met you guys if not for this podcast. And I am so thankful to God that, that this was a part of my life and that he prompted me because I wouldn't have had the gumption myself, but he prompted me and I'm sure the rest of you to like, take that step and say, yeah, I'll give this crazy thing a shot. I'll try it out.
0: And here we are introducing you to people whose last name is guy <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it, you know, there was a I don't know who posted it here in our fancy fancy show notes, but as a as a part of a of, of a miniature turn because obviously we're, we're going to run a little over it because we have one, a bunch of lovely people.
0: It's episode two hundred. Oh come on, if it's two
1: going to run over two hundred. Come on. So, who picked Philippians three thirteen? Who's the one who dropped that in? Admit it. Admit it. It's me.
2: Was it Daniel? Me. It's me, Daniel. Yep, yeah, it's me.
1: Daniel, do the honors. Read off our passage for the
2: evening, brothers. I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do: forget what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. So, for me, you know, we we've talked about the things we've learned in the past doing this podcast, doing this ministry. And this verse just spoke to me, like, you know, we've made mistakes. Yeah, we've we've corrected course off mistakes that we've made. And, you know, and we keep adjusting ourselves. I mean, and that's, that's what was getting to me at this right here was that, you know, God understands we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fix our mistakes. So we just have to keep... Pushing forward, though, that we can't dwell on the mistakes of the past. We just got to learn from them and keep going.
3: Well, I like what it says about the straining forward. I mean, that's the idea. We're celebrating two hundred, but we're not talking about the two hundred is the last. Yeah, you know, we're ready for two hundred one. You know, what I mean, that's, so that's the idea is we're looking to the future of this ministry. Where is this podcast gonna go? And I think that's the exciting thing about this. We have this wonderful history. We have these people thanking us for what we've done. But they're encouraging us to keep going forward as well and keep oh, doing yeah. this ministry. Oh, yeah. that's And this is more than a podcast. That's how I see it, too. I mean... When I hear from people that say, like, when I did this, I was like, "Yeah, whatever." I'm talking. I don't know if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know, you're like, I have no idea what we do it, but yet yeah, you'll get these random comments on the tavern or on my Twitter feed or someone saying, "Hey, I was listening to the episode, and you said, you know, this, or you mentioned a scripture, or there's something you've been struggling with, and you asked for prayer," and you're just like. Oh, you know, I mean someone the words I said matter to somebody. And I think that's neat and that's why we want to keep moving forward with this podcast.
2: Well, I mean, TR, we do have listeners. I mean, they, they well, do man, listen to the podcast. Yeah, it means do, a lot. It means a lot that, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: we have folks out there that we we can call fans that we can we can call yeah. friends.
8: Hi. This is the Geek Preacher here congratulating Game Store Profits on their 200th episode. Wow, 200 episodes of Game Store profits That's amazing. I just want to thank you for all the work you guys do for the gaming and faith communities and want to encourage you to keep it up. Keep putting out those great podcasts, guys, and God bless you all.
1: Your encouragements your the comments that you leave well, even for stuff that helps us improve they mean a lot because you took the time to do it and yeah. you took the time to listen to a, a bunch of a, a bunch of folks sitting around a mic and figuring out what they were doing and and then ending up here and realizing we got we got some road ahead we've got uh, we got some legs still in this thing and I don't know the march to 300 400 500 begins today
0: that's exciting. It's nuts and one day I will pass the reins down to <laughs> Noah who will <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're on
11: awesome.
0: episode 1250 I'd like to finally
11: pass
2: this over <laughs> you hate it to Noah I hate it to the Sammy I'm telling you <laughs> Mike you said it happened by accident
3: but how about you do it on purpose tonight
0: oh man alright always remember God is the game master. No matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.